Hannah, the voiceover lady. Yes, Baz. Guess who we've got in our podcast today? Have you finally got a reality star, Baz, that I've always been wanting from these podcasts? Is that your stomach or is that your dog? No, it's the dog. Do you think he's trying to get... Look at that. He's not happy. When was the last time you fed your dog? (laughs) I'll tell you who I've got and you as well, Hector. I've got a TV ad producer who lives in Los Angeles. Oh. Um, Yeah, I went to school with her. Did you? Yeah, we used to take the same buses. We lived in the same town in North London. This is why she's here. Because she knows you from school. Yes. Were you different back in school, Baz? Was she different? You will get to find out. So can you do that thing you do to start the podcast? Baz, absolutely not. I've recorded that so many times for you before. Can you just go back into your archive and find one of the old ones? Do you know how many people would like to just say Baz Faces True All Stars and this is the (laughs) attitude that I get? (laughs) Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to stop promoting your episode, which is episode four of this series, which is called Hannah the Young Restless. I'm going to change the title to Hannah the Ungrateful. Baz Faces True All Stars. We are at episode nine of Baz Faces True All Stars and I've gone way back to my school days. I'm talking to, and I need to build this up properly. I'm talking to <laughs> a TV producer who lives in LA. Commercial, commercial producer. Commercial producer. It is different. T- no, okay. It's different. They, they appear <laughs> on TV though, right? <laughs> I wish I was a TV producer. Let's... Let's phrase it that way. We wouldn't be talking now if you were (laughs) a TV producer. You might be right. You might be right. right. (laughs) Yeah, didn't know. I don't know you. Um, Didn't I block you? Yeah. Um, So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) it's Zainip. You haven't (laughs) aged. It's the, um, you know, you can put filters on these things. Oh, I've been using cocoa butter. I just use on my laptop. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, I've got the unicorn Botox sparkle Botox has worn off. The Botox has worn off. So, oh, no. And the white hairs, so I, I haven't had my hair done. Listen. You still look good. Thank you very much. So still you. looking good. So Zainab and I went to the same uh-huh. school. Well, see, I went to six schools. That's insane. Yeah. Six secondary schools? Hang on. Went to uh, no, it was it was more like four secondary schools, including a boarding school for a year. Still three too many and a boarding yeah. school too many. It's like people who have four kids. It's like why why do you need so many kids? I different that. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? Each to their own. Um, oh, no, no, not a negative or positive. Just is what it is. Yeah, what yeah, is. absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> now. Um, now, here's a weird thing. I've just been watching the Friends reunion. I haven't seen it. Oh, I want to see it. I don't even know where I can see it. Is it a Netflix thing? What is it? I, I think for you, it'd be HBA Max. Okay. I'm going to write that shit down. <laughs> Love it. Like, I watched it on Sky. Remember Sky. <laughs> 
down. Yeah. I remember Sky. I had that shit. Yeah, you did. You, you probably online. did in your bedroom as like. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Not in my not in my home. We couldn't have that. Oh, that no. But later on in life. Okay, cool. So uh, when was the last time I saw you? It was, I'm going to say 97. No, I don't. Didn't I think I feel like we met up a few times after sixth form? No, no, never did because I moved out of London. Oh, in that case, you might be right then. Not like you're right. Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? The year I was born. That is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Keeping tabs of how old I am. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so we oh, crikey, yeah, maybe I'll just like edit out 97. Like, 2007 <laughs> since uh since we left school and and that was like you know <laughs> that wasn't even you know. I was trying to be young <laughs> yeah, sorry <laughs> I, I i've missed your sense of humor i've forgotten how funny you are fucking hilarious no i'm kidding but i missed you too i've missed everyone it's kind of crazy moving away 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 yeah away. yeah so <laughs> where i'm trying to think where i lost track of you so you uh you obviously left school um after A-levels, and um, you went to uni? Did you go to uni? I did, yeah. I went to the London College of Design, graphic yeah. design, I think the LCP, the London Institute, whatever they call it now. I think they changed its name again. Um, I went to the campus in Elephant and Castle, actually, for three years. Wow. Um, yeah. Graphic and... God, what was it? Graphic in something random, media design, something. I don't even know. I sucked at it. That's what I know. I'm terrible. Really? The outcome of the degree was realizing what I'm shit at. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the- gave me some answers. See, listen, see. it was free. It was free. So I can't complain. Yeah. That, that's thrown my thread as well, because um, I was going to say, well, you know, design and creativity is a real important part of your life. And then you mm. kind of get to the university of life and it, it works out differently. Um, but you were, you were, you, you're very creative at, well, when I knew you, um, here's some, here's something that stands out for me. You had, uh, I think, one of your subjects. You were given the task to design. I want to say, like a bubble bath bottle. Possible. Something like that. Do you remember what you called it? Even though you don't remember what I'm talking about. I have the worst memory ever. Okay. Um, absolute donut. Okay, so. Um, you remember you as uh, younger um if you were going to name something that had sort of mysterious and and cool and chic what would you have called it <laughs> i literally don't even know where to start i, I don't know and now i'm embarrassed what is <laughs> just tell me what it is i think you called it nirvana <laughs> <laughs> which just sums me up really sums up my age where i'm from what i yeah, yeah sums me up <laughs> so original Baz I was so original but it was cool and and you you're actually the first person um and I do this a lot because I use photoshop a lot for my work and hobbies and when I just generally stalk people's photos but you were the first person that you color popped you um you took a black and white photo of a no, you took a photo, which was the, no, it was it was black and white film back then. You actually, it actually was black and white when you took it. Um, it was a LucasAid bottle, and then you printed it, and then you painted the LucasAid color oh, yeah, onto yeah, it. Yeah. And yeah, I remember I thinking, remember. that's really cool. And whenever I do it now, I always think back to that. Oh, it's like it's wow. got to be as good as that. 
That's very kind. Hmm. We did some fun stuff. And the fact that we had a photography, like a developing room and that we had that access is kind of amazing. I feel like just looking back how long ago that was, obviously kids today have all kinds of crazy shit available to them. But the the stuff, um, just the fact that you can do something on your, on your mobile phone and um, it can end up broadcast. It's broadcast quality almost. Yeah, you're right. Which is nuts if you think about when we were kind of in dark rooms and developing films ourselves and, and uh, you know, doing Cutting that whole manual. And, yeah, and somebody would open the door and just ruin your photos. <laughs> so many times. Fast Faces, true all-stars. So you left university, then what happened? Because that's where I think I lost proper sight of you. Mm. I did. I left uni and went I got immediately I got a job I graduated like on a Thursday and started freelancing like temp work uh, I've been temping through my last year of uni and um, with a music agency hmm. so I was temping at different uh, record labels thinking I wanted to go into music and then realizing that there's no money in music unless <laughs> <Like> you're singing <laughs> the music or writing the music yeah um um, I took some odd job, like design jobs and random. I remember I was at Universal at one point, correcting uh, spelling on the back of DVDs. Wow, proofreading. Pro- yeah, I had to proofread and read the back of all their DVDs coming out. I had to, yeah, exactly, catch any mistakes. Really weird job. Um, did some record designs at Virgin really random stuff. And then, yeah, I graduated and was randomly in touch with a architectural temp agency, which I had zero interest in, but I just needed money. Mm. And they got me a completely irrelevant job to that at a design studio, but that has nothing to do with architecture. And I, I like graduated on a Thursday, started there on a Monday. And it was kind of like, I want to say it was like the first couple of weeks that they'd won the Levi's account. They were tiny. It was like seven people in a basement behind Nike hmm. and they in doubt like Oxford circus and they won the Levi's account. And I kind of walked, I was supposed to just answer the phones for a week and I ended up staying three years. So yeah. I did that. I did. I went straight. I got so lucky. I was just, it. honestly, I, I was just in the right place at the right time. I think through uni, I'd done extra work on films and music videos and shit. So I had a lot of random, and contacts with um, models and artists and dancers and whatever and photographers and the first assignment they got they were all a bit lost because they'd never done it before they had to Mm. do a photo shoot they hadn't hired models before they hadn't had to go and hire a photographer themselves before like they were all a bit new um, agency yeah and they were just kind of looking around how do we do this and I was just kind of like I can do it and and so I bought you know I started calling around the models I knew I started calling some Contacts I knew. Remember, do you remember Le Book? They still do Le Book. It's like a directory of like. Um, no, not as creative cool as you remember. People. Okay, well. Yeah. <laughs> end result, I got really lucky because they trusted me and I found people and, and we I started making print work. So hmm. um, I went from answering phones to doing photo shoots pretty fast. So um, that, is, that is kind of like an infant producer role, really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, I'd say so. And, and is that, did you, did you kind of think, okay, I found my niche now? I think so, just because I was having so much fun. I mean, mm. I was 22, 23, every doorman in 
London is a model. I could get into any bar I wanted, any club I wanted, any anything I wanted, mm. because I I got within like six months to a year, I felt like I'd worked with so many people that it just kind of opened up my life and was just really fun age to be doing that stuff at. Yeah. Um, and it was, yeah, it was an amazing experience to be just the luck of it. Mm. If that was a company of 200 people, three, four, 500 people, I would have never been seen in a thousand years. I would have been at the desk answering phones for the next four years, which mm. is what I presumed the trajectory would be. Like, I'm going to have to start from the ground up and I'm going to have to, you know, spend a lot of years doing this and grind here and move on to that. And I really didn't have much of a goal other than I was just really not enjoying design because I just genuinely wasn't very good at it. I wasn't very fast. Um, I was better at artworking, like just being told what to do rather than coming up with shit on my own. Yeah. And this job gave me that opportunity too. There was a lot of artworking, like what you would call like just like boring kind of like um, churning of work going on that had to be done for like uh, style books and stuff where every yeah. page is the same layout. Like, so I would do that and I would help them put on, you know, do their quarterly. I mean, gosh, I can't, we did so much stuff. I mean, I even went and helped put on fashion shows around Europe. It was super fun. That's amazing. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think what was the most glam thing I did at, at age 23. I think um, mm-hmm. I I was I did I did four months in Australia. That's pretty amazing. Well, not really. Been. Not the way I did it. Like there was a point <laughs> where I was just living on cheese sandwiches every day. Um, it was just like that's it. I'll buy bread and cheese and butter. There's my meals for the day. Um, I, I did do a day's work at um, Fox Studios in Sydney. Okay. Uh, where I was a runner. It was li- literally through my temp agency. And uh-huh. um, it was weird because um, I was sent somewhere near the kitchen area. And uh, a lot of the, so they were working on the Matrix and Lord of the Rings at the time. They were doing like the uh, After Effects, if you like. And um, I was I was just a runner. I was literally just a, a studio runner. And um, I remember being in the kitchen area and uh, my line manager on the tannoy said Bez could you could you come back to reception please and uh I was like okay cool I'll just make my way back to reception and somebody looked up from their cornflakes and went answer back and I went huh it's a tannoy he went answer back and I went okay and the lady <laughs> the voice the tannoy went thank you Bez and I was like whoa this well, is yeah. this is um you know but then that's just the norm in 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 you know those kind of realms. Um, things are uh, things happen that's a little bit differently. That is, yeah, but I think it was just tech. <laughs> it was technology. What are you yeah. doing? I, I'm just uh, doing the graphics for this scene in in Lord of the Rings. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, that's. I, Do you want? To? I did. <laughs> I did run a work, and that mm. shit's hard too. I I definitely like through my last year of uni. Um, I didn't do great at school at university. I retook my last year. So I was there for a year longer. And so I had to work. So I ended up. That. I just thought I wasn't good at it. It wasn't like, mm. it isn't what I should have been doing. That's the crux of it. Like mm. I took a subject I wanted to be good at. I wanted to do, but I just naturally didn't have the talent, honestly. And not that it hasn't benefited me in other ways. It definitely mm-hmm. has. But, um, and the experience of simply being at university was amazing. And I was really thoroughly enjoyed it. I just picked a subject that I just wasn't great at. And um, the final year that I had to redo was only redoing a couple of exams. I didn't have to do anything else for the whole year. So I worked. So I would mm-hmm. do... 
I, I, I just joined an agency as an extra because anyone could be an extra. Um, and yeah, I, would I did that as well. Volunteer to be a runner because they'd always ask the extras, like, has it, does anyone want to get make an extra 30 pounds to be a runner or 40 pounds? And I'm like, who's hungry? Yeah. <laughs> noodles every night of course yeah. I want. like of course so then um i would do that get people's coffee and lug crates of shit around whatever hmm. um i wasn't definitely never afraid of hard work obviously i just wanted to try everything and get a foot in the door anywhere i thought i could so the extra thing i thought could open something up or could lead to i don't even know what behind the scenes i didn't know what was what or how things work so i didn't know what i wanted to do I just have never known what I wanted to do. Would you say you're somebody that's made your own luck? Because you, you I mean, there, there is that cliche right place at the right time or, you know, th- this just happened to fall in, into place. But you, you actually were putting yourself in a lot of places and, and, and sort of spreading yourself and going, well, I'll do this. I'll go here. I'll go here. I'll go here. Something's bound to. So, you know, law of averages. Would you say that's that's a true sentiment? Yeah, I think I, 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 I did get lucky, not because, not just by sitting on my ass, mm. like not by doing nothing, but um, definitely very much believe in the right time, right place, because that could have been anyone else. And I love faking it till you make it, honestly. Like, I'd never put a photo shoot on in my life, but I knew that I could phone someone and ask him the number for his modeling agency and then call that person and say, I need three models and they need to look like this and they need to turn up our location oh shit I need a location okay let me look up locations <laughs> like yeah. it's just a logical thinking I think of like okay how do I pull this off um but definitely luck yeah they could have I could have not been there that week and that would never have happened hmm. never but you also you also quite um I'd imagine you stood out as well because you're you're I would say that you're a very confident person and always have been and, e- and even if you haven't been, you've showed that some some level of confidence. Um, where does that come from? I think I'm a people pleaser, more so than confident. Okay. I think I just want to make, I want to, it's not want to impress people. I want people to like me. Hmm. I'm a people, I want to be liked. I want to be felt like I'm needed. And so I like to volunteer and put my hand up and stuff. So, <clears throat> so for the, in, back in those days so like I feel like I was willing to go above and beyond hmm. I mean listen I came out to this country and worked for free for three months to prove a point to convince people to hire me like you know yeah. I, I was willing to do it because I, I I just I just felt it was worth doing I th- felt it was worth being exhausted for 12 hours and being a runner while also being an extra and trying to pull off my schoolwork, my uni work on set and doing all those just i don't know headless chicken that's just how i am baz faces true all-stars at what point did you go to the states i did a job so the agency the small design shop i was at was called the kitchen it sadly doesn't exist anymore but those people have gone on to open up other amazing things and places but Mm. i was on a job um a random job i got sent out on last minute. So literally like three days before leaving, they were like, oh shit, we need someone to go help out, put on this shoot in San Francisco. Hmm. And we don't have anyone out there. And we thought they would help us, Levi's, but we realized that Levi's America is a very, very different company and they could not help us. Hmm. And so they were like, you have to go. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll go. So flew out, got stuck out there for a couple of extra days because there were no flights back. Right. And just immediately, made friends with the models and the people that I'd cast for the shoot, stayed in touch, 
might have been dating one of them for a while, um, long distance. And then after like six months, I was just kind of like, what? Yes, it always helps. What that, you know, <laughs> I, I think I, after six months, like, yeah, I did this long distance dating thing. And yeah. after six months, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to try it. Hmm. And I just decided to move. My brother and sister already lived out in the States. Yeah. For a long time, no, not in California, but they were already out here too. So I was just like, you know what? I'll just try. I'll just go for a year. I'm not tied to anything here. Hmm. Um, I'll give it a shot. And if it doesn't work, I'll come back. I mean, I had no idea what it was going to take to be out there, like to get a visa and get a job and and how to go about those, that the legal way through the hmm. right channels. And um, it's a headache. It's not easy. But I got, again, very lucky. And I found a company that was like willing to take a chance on me and was willing to like help train me up in the anything I wanted to do. They were very, very open. Like, okay, we'll sit you at the design table for a while. And, and I was like, cool, but I'll just be proving to you that I'm not good at this. <laughs> but then I, you know, got to know everybody and kind of become part of the team to the point where they were like, we want to keep you here. Like, what do you want to do? Let's help you achieve the thing you want to do. And so I was like, oh, production sounds cool. Edit sounds cool. Let me try those things. And that was kind of that. I got, again, really, really lucky. And I was around really good people that were there willing to help and um, and, and got my visa for me and I stayed. Wow. Like long after breaking up with the person I was, you know, yeah. with feeling like I've been here so long at this point, I'm just going to keep staying and see what happens. And um, yeah worked out so did, did all of your experiences to that point did because i mean it's quite high profile circles that you're running in um did you ever have a kind of oh crikey um this this is quite big or was it just something you took in your stride because um like i said you know you have this air of confidence about you um the, the way you're talking about your experiences i've even up till that point is almost nonchalant. Whereas somebody would be like, what? Like I, you gave me your reel. Yeah. You were like, do you want me to send you my reel? I was like, sure. Oh, you know, I love a reel. Um, and, you know, I know some people who, you know, professional actors and you see their reel and you're like, bless you. Yeah. That's good. Don't, never seen any of those, but you know, <laughs> and then I, I, you know, I opened up your sort of reel page and it's just like, there's Google there. There's Levi's there. And I was like, what the hell have I got myself into? But but this is this is just sort of stuff you take in your stride. Do you ever get almost I say overwhelmed by the by your surroundings? Uh yeah. It's a stressful job, if if you mean in that sense. I, I, it's not, it seems so silly. Like I, I make commercials, I make tiny miniature films mm. that you know I, I hope people see. Most probably don't. Um, but that I that I love doing and and it's actually strangely very difficult to pull off it's a really hard job I, mm. I it's it's an all-encompassing lifestyle advertising in general I don't know if you know anyone in advertising but it's definitely it's 24 7 seven days a week mm. it's hard I've put my time in big time when I moved out to San Francisco I worked I can't even tell you how many weekends I didn't work like I you know nights that I didn't work like I, I just I worked like a dog you work like a dog in this industry and you do it I hope you get to do it for brands like you love and teams that you love and it, it is a bit of more of a lifestyle it sounds funny saying it that way but it's it, it's a hard industry to have a side hustle in people yeah. do it 
but um but it it, it takes over a lot of your life so it's not without many sacrifices (laughs) to make commercials i'm not making tv shows i'm not making movies i like i you know i but I get the kind of budgets and get to work on the types of brands that get to do really fun, silly stuff. And I just enjoy that aspect of it, I think. And it's worth the grind okay. um, for the outcome. But no, I don't. I, and the overwhelmingness comes from like, yeah, I mean, my job is being in charge of large sums of money that mm. solely I am responsible for. And if something went wrong, the finger would be pointed at me. So I'm carrying... I think, and I'm sure every producer would agree, like it's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Fucking up's not an option. Mm. It's not an option. It's not possible. It's not your money. So it's in that sense, it's a, it can be pretty scary and stressful and um, it's not easy. Yeah. Do you need a thick skin to, to work in that industry? Do I need a what? Thick skin. Oh yeah. 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 Um, do you For have sure. that? Or, do, or their times, I mean, because there are some people who, you know, they, they get a bit overwhelmed and they might go and have a little cry or they might go and punch, oh, yeah, and punch back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. I, I um, Listen, I cried doing two night shoots in a row a month ago. Oh, wow. Because it's exhausting being awake for 48 hours. It's exhausting. Hmm. And having a toddler, it's exhausting. <laughs> Gosh. I could complain till the cows came home, but I chose the life. I chose the job. <laughs> I'm willingly doing it. Okay. Um, it's tiring and it, and it plays in your nerves and you're working with all kinds of crazy personalities. And you lucky if you're lucky enough, you'll end up with a team of respectful human beings that are very nice. And sometimes hmm. you're unlucky and end up with a team of people that are not very nice. And your job is to be, be the cheerleader and to like babysit these humans and get them to the finish line. <laughs> yeah. um, and they're under pressure and they're under stress. And the idea is their baby. They wrote the script. Like it's, it's a funny little world to be in actually, but um, yeah, I mean, but you it's-, do it it's not for, it's not for the delicate <laughs> no, and also, uh, you know, it's a, it's a far cry from North London. Is it? There's well, tons of studios in North London where they shoot stuff. There's tons of like, I don't know. I, do you know what I will say, Baz? I will say one thing I think we lacked at school was the lack of knowledge of what's out there, of what jobs are available to you mm. coming out of school. It might seem obvious that you watch TV and think you can work in TV, but nobody explained that to me or how that would work or how to go about that. Mm. I knew how I could be, what route to take if I wanted to be a doctor or a policeman or a lawyer or an accountant or all the things of what I would consider like normal ambitions for people. But when I got to university and I was flipping through the book of like courses you could take, fucking courses in window design. You can take it, you can get a degree in designing shop windows that, blew my mind. I was like, I would, I didn't know that piece of information. <laughs> and we didn't really have the internet at that point. Like it was very new. And there was just a multitude of jobs and things out there that I had no idea existed. Hmm. Um, so I don't think it matters where you're from. It's just the knowledge of what's possible. I, I, was, t- I was kind of uh, referring to in terms of um, you think about taking let's see getting on a bus that's the 263 yeah? the 263 right i know and then, well <laughs> and then it's like and then all, and then like you might be say in a coffee shop in la <clears throat> do you ever kind of think crikey 263 coffee shop in la if you do go to coffee shops which just you know generalizing have you been to la i've well now i've 
been to Santa Monica and I've sure, went same. obviously went to LAX, but but not like Hollywood or Beverly Hills or anything like that. Which is a shithole to be fair. Like <laughs> I, I think I think it's these preconceptions of things we don't know about hmm. firsthand, right? Your view of what LA is is very different to the reality of LA. Hmm. To me, the 263 and a coffee shop in LA are not different in any way, shape, or oh, form. Wow. This is a massive sprawling city full of very ugly pockets, like I, but also very beautiful pockets, just like London or any other major city. Like I, it's not, it really isn't what people think it is. I don't know how better to say it. It's, it's just, just random because when I, when I first went for a walk in Santa Monica, I just come from Hawaii. Okay. Um, so there was a little bit of a contrast there and literally I was like, right, I want to go find like Santa Monica Boulevard. Mm. I was walking from the hotel and um, <laughs> it was really, it was really weird and really surreal. Um, there was a guy in the distance. So there, there was a few paces ahead of me was a guy who was African-American, I assume. Yeah. I assume that's what his heritage was. Mm. Um, and in the distance, in a, in a kind of bar car park, there was a guy and it was one of those like Australians call them utes. What's those g- vans called? Like, you know, oh, like know. the open back truck. Like a any- pickup truck? So, no, get a little bit smaller, a little bit more commercial, oh. a little bit more kind of like, I, I have no reference. <laughs> I want to say, you know, like you'd see them in My Name Is L, those kind of, anyway. Um, and there was a guy with a flannel shirt. He had like a trucker's cap on, moustache. And he just looked over at this, uh, the, the guy in front of me and me and went you niggers and i was like whoa did did that just happen listen i would okay case in point then right i mean your view of la that right there just told you something very different immediately like i if you spend one week here you'd be like oh yeah okay i've got the context that was one person (laughs) one person but, but listen there's many of them like i yeah I think what we don't, the grass always, A, feels greener, right? Mm. You presume. And then what you're presented of a place on TV or what you read about and hear about is always the best of, firstly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just wildly different than when you expose. Think about the way they like show a lot of London when you watch movies. Mm. You know, it's just different. It's just what you think it is. And when you turn up and I don't know, I, it's I hard was... to explain, but to me, it's just no different. It's no, just not like it. the weather. I get it. I, I was talking to some guys um, that I work with. Um, uh, they're based in Philadelphia and somewhere else. <laughs> and um, I, I said, uh, yeah, there's like a gang culture in London. And they're like, what? In London? No way. It's like, listen, it's not bowler hats. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> not everybody's like drinking tea and eating cucumber sandwiches. People like, still quote Mary Poppins to me on the daily. <laughs> so just to give you reference of how people hear view England and London. Yeah. And because they haven't been a lot of them and they haven't experienced it. It's the same thing. It's just, it's funny, but yeah, I, I guess I'm just used to it. It's been like, yeah. I don't even know how long I've been here for now, 16 years, 17 years, I'm not even okay. sure. And again, um, you know, we use the, the sort of, you know, T63 to the LA coffee shop. I live in the Midlands. Um, 
and it's it's very different <laughs> to sure. like for for one buses don't run that often <laughs> <laughs> you can't just hop on a tube and get everywhere you know everything is like i really need to plan this <laughs> it's like but you're just going to the supermarket yes but i need to take a ferry no i don't um so I mean, if you didn't have a car here you'd be a bit screwed it's not that easy to get around oh, really too big yeah sf was different san francisco was there for 10 years is very oh. much operates the way london does buses underground the whole thing it's very organized um in fact it's impossible to have a car in sf unless you have a lot of money because of parking it's impossible like, mm. getting an apartment with a garage is just not a thing i mean it just costs a bomb so like yeah just two very and, and here's the opposite I mean, they've started building out the train system and stuff but it's a hassle um and buses are inconsistent i wouldn't have tried once um so you can only really drive around here fast faces true all-stars have you ever strayed into compton yeah of course <laughs> what's I it strayed like into compton. Do you know what it's really funny i've i've been there for a concert like the forum i want to say was near inglewood but i'm not a hundred percent of it's near compton i don't I'm, my uh geography obviously here is still hot garbage yeah. It's near enough. Um, no, I, it's funny. I, I drove through Compton once. I had to get gas. And I literally got out of the car, filled up my car, got back in, started driving. My phone rang and I answered it. And it was the bank <laughs> checking <laughs> if I just got gas. That's <laughs> it was amazing. Like, yeah, I just got gas. And they were like, oh, OK, it's just it was in Compton. I was like, yeah, yeah. But and it didn't even <laughs> like it. It was just such a bizarre moment. And that was only like four years ago. That's crazy. But um, I've not had, the, there's no um, studios or set uh, backlots or anything over mm. there. And there's no, that I'm aware of stages. So I've not had to go over there for anything. Um, it's not that far from where I live. I live on the West side. Yeah. That means nothing to me, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> West side of LA, that's all yeah. you I live right by Santa Monica. I'm just east of Santa Monica. Okay. I, I like Santa Monica. It was very chill. Yeah, it's lovely. It's a very mm. bougie, expensive place, um, mm. and it's lovely. But I mean, it's uh, it's not what LA is. It's very different. It's not. I, I, just, I wouldn't compare LA to Santa Monica. My lasting memory of Santa Monica was the buskers, mm. the street performers. All of them. Oh, would the get, promenade. Yeah, all of them. It's very touristy. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But quite quite a lot of them would get TV shows in England. They were that talented. If you you need to watch British TV to to really appreciate where I'm coming from, of that like with the whole reality TV stuff. Yeah, come on, right? <laughs> I've seen. I was keeping up with Big Brother for a minute. Oh, it's, it's just TV so different in England. I guess it would have changed dramatically over time. And there's tons of shows that make it over here. Obviously, that I do watch, mm. whether it's Fleabag or whatever. Like for sure. Um, but it is fun, like growing up and all the shows we'd see back home and the shows we'd watch from America and the picture you build of what America is in your mind. And yeah. they're very good at marketing themselves. Yeah. I think also TV is that wonderful place of fiction where, you know, you, you can manipulate whatever and LA is in New York, but New York is in LA and uh, all the sets are not really what they do. And I think um, that film, is it? Just friends or friends with benefits, Justin Timberlake and Mila Kunis. I know and they, what you kind, mean, but I they kind of almost um, sort of 
go, yeah, look, we've just cleared out Grand Central Station just because that happens, you know. <laughs> you know, that I've shot a couple of things that were supposed to be New York, yes, all on the back, back lots here at Universal. Wow. And because they have those like New York looking streets and stuff built yeah. up. I don't know so, how yeah, you I, pull it off because obviously New York is very, New York reminds me of the West End of London or, or yeah. parts of New York. You know, that, that kind of, out there. Yeah. And imagine. Um, so the role you're doing now, mm. how long have you been doing that for? Five years. Executive uh, producer, like, yeah, five, four, five years. I'm not entirely yeah. sure. And in that time you had a bub. Who is gorgeous, by the way. Oh, thank you. I agree. He's almost three, three in July. Wow. Crazy. Um, yeah, that was a spare of the moment decision. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just decided. <laughs> just kind of decided the thing that we never wanted to do, that maybe we wanted to do it. <laughs> I got lucky. I, I, do you feel now, I, I don't know, like when you, when you got to thinking about kids, um, was there like, I don't know if we could do it. And, you know, what if, you know, there's maternity leave and there's this and there's that. And I always think to people who say that, look, there are 16 year olds who go to the park and drink cider <laughs> and end up with kids and they do fine. Like I said the same thing. <laughs> Literally. I said that to every friend who's pregnant and panicked. I'm like, if a 16 year old can do it, yeah. you can do it. It's going to be fine. Agreed. I agreed. That doesn't stop you from panicking though. No, not at all. <laughs> I don't mind someone else messing up their lives. I don't mess up mine. But it's, <laughs> It's a, it's a lot. It's not nothing. And I, yeah. I feel like doing it at the age I did it at, I was very much aware of that. Mm. I was very much, I, I don't think anything about parenting shocked me. It's pretty much what I expected it to be in the sense of it's, it's work. It's constant. Mm. It's putting yourself second at all times. Um, it's a huge shift in lifestyle and life as you knew it doesn't exist anymore. And, and those are all things I feel like we, I mean, obviously experiencing is a bit different, but we were all, we were both very aware of what we were getting into and felt like ready to give up our mm. individual. So, so your <laughs> husband, is his characteristics anything like yours or is one of you like the laid back one, one of them, one of you like the more urgent one? I am the one full of anxiety. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I would call Kerry laid back. <laughs> <laughs> He's very funny. He's yeah. crazy smart. Yeah. Crazy smart. Um, super capable. The most, I don't, this is not a word, but unlazy human being you can fathom mm. ever. Um, I got very lucky. He's a good egg. Um, good. But yeah, but, but are we alike? Probably not. Okay, so <laughs> where, I was, where I was going with that, one, I wanted a little bit of an insight into to your partner, but two, um, the, the, the child you have, who does he draw from? Oh, God, he's funny. I like to think both of us. He's re for a three-year-old. That kid's funny. Mm. He's got jokes. And he's always just doing the daftest stuff and saying the daftest stuff. I don't know. He's his own little human. Yeah. He's just lining up dinosaurs all day. There's like... I literally have going through a playroom, a lineup of animals that he did before he left this morning. That's his That's amazing. A year of lining things up. He just. Don't you dare move them. It's, no, I, I feel I can't. <laughs> I'm home and he keeps going. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's fascinating having a kid. You know, it's, it really is 
quite um, eye-opening and you know, perspective shifting in every friggin' way. And I'm not in the easiest industry to have a kid. Sure. My hours are nuts a mm. lot of the time. And that, and it's hard being, it's hard parenting and doing this job. It's definitely been a massive challenge. Mm. But, but you're knocking it out of the park, right? But what? You're knocking it out of the park, right? You, you, you do. I know that you I would in... call it that, but I'm doing it. <laughs> the <laughs> fact that you've got time happening. to talk to me it is like kudos. During the day while my kids are at daycare <laughs> and I have an hour of meetings. Like yeah, my family sure. are on holiday. <laughs> well, I don't know exactly what you're doing for work, but my job's not consistent. So my job yeah. isn't every day is crazy. My job goes in shifts of projects. So you get assigned a project, for example, you get given scripts and a budget, you find your director and your team, you award it, you prep to make it, you shoot it, you go into post, you finish it, you ship it. You might have like a couple of weeks down day of downtime. You might have one mm. day of downtime. You might be overlapping and already started the next project and then you go straight into another production. So it's the, the, there's lulls there for sure. So every day, like today is a quieter day because I the team's on a location scout. Yeah. See which location's going to fit the project best. And we'll get presented that later on today. Um, so I have a couple of hours of downtime waiting for that to happen. I mean, yeah. COVID's changed all that, right? Like I yeah, can't yeah, go, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm at home, stuck at home. Normally I'd be with the team in the office, so. That's, yeah. I, I, I um, just by comparison, I design e-learning modules. Okay. That's awesome. I do, my mum's not very proud of me. She thinks I should do better in life. So I tell her that I'm a drug dealer. So I'm <laughs> proud of you. And I, I, I used to actually do some of that. Um, one of mm. our clients back in the day was PG&E, like a gas and electric company in San Francisco. And we used to do some modules like that for them, actually, mm. kind of teaching how their new products worked or how, they, how to use them and interact with them and um, little animations and things. Yeah. When I when I did my first ever podcast, um, this was a year ago. It was with a guy called Kia Mills. Do you remember Kia from the youth theatre? I bet if I saw a face, he, uh, yeah, like, my memory is shocking. <laughs> this is because he was in Shaun of the Dead, um, as, not as a main. You know, he was a support zombie. Um, he was in Teachers with Andrew Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> And um, he he was in an advert with Kate Moss, um, awesome. and other stuff. He was he, he was an advert that in, with for Coke Zero that apparently got really panned by critics for being overly diverse and whatever. Um, and um, oh, the new, the Kendall Jenner one? No, no, this is oh. back in the day. <laughs> okay. This is way back. This is way back. Um, <laughs> and uh, he uh, right. So I did that. And um, I said to somebody at work, oh, I, I, I did this podcast. And then the space in between, I did my first podcast and second podcast, I think I ended up doing four or five in mm. a very, very short space of time at work. Because they were like, you can do this. And I'm like, stop stealing my ideas. <laughs> like, come up with stuff yourself. Um, I have no idea what that point was. I think I'm just kind of venting. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. It's fun to hear. But this is sort of fun. Like, this is like, what made you start this? Just. Uh, I tell you exactly. And you, I can't believe you're the first person to ask me this. Um, it's a lot of. Right. Doing these stops me from doing an open mic night at a comedy night. 
Why no. not do an open mic night? One, because no, I I did I dabbled I dabbled I was a, I was okay. a comedy night DJ for a while, okay. and I used to do a skit on the night, which used to go down really well. Um, and uh, there was a time where one of the stand-ups on the bill decided to make me the butt of his jokes, so I, okay. I flipped it on him and ended up he ended up being the butt of his own act. Okay. I don't think he's done comedy since, but I kind of thought, you know, you let the tiger Sounds out of the like cage. Sounds like success, fast. Sounds like success. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I do these because um, I don't like writing stuff down. I just like improvising. Talk, right? So um, I know that uh, at the end of this recording, anything that wasn't particularly funny, I'll just cut out. <laughs> so then there's no stuff. <laughs> and, then, and then all my trailers are, are like, I'll say something. And like, if you've massively laughed, I'll use that as the trailer. Just use the laugh. Yeah. I'll just laugh a lot. And then you can just cut. <laughs> just the whole cut podcast out. can just be you talking and me laughing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I, t- I tend to, I, I, I tend to pick people um, who laugh a lot. Um, obviously that I know, so I didn't know if you were going to laugh a lot at all, but um, yeah, it, it kind of helps. And um, I, I am a tangent. Like I don't, I barely ever make sense. I'm a terrible talker and I find it really hard to stick to my point And I always end up somewhere. I, I, I 90% of the time you'll be like, that wasn't the question. <laughs> yeah, but that, but that's, that's one of the great things about you. One of the great things I remember about you is well the conversation (laughs) never stopped oh there was always something to talk about that's an interesting way of looking at it yeah no it was good it was good i really valued our french friendship oh man those are some good days bands yes um it i mean we we would never ever go into the stories and this is the great thing about when we were to speak photos well we were pre-social media which is beautiful god forbid i mean god forbid i look back what some kids are going through i'm just like this shit could have been scary yeah like i mean you know there there are sometimes old photos kind of surface oh Um, no there's some like but nothing scary no but nothing like like i feel like i was a bit weird at school um and i'm like the fact that people and, and uh the people that know me and the people I went to school with, nobody really brings that up. I kind of like that. But if, if you were to go... Maybe that's not true. <laughs> Did you ever think that maybe your, uh, the way you see yourself may not be how other people see you? I just feel like I would never, ever go to a school reunion. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're that guy. You're that guy, aren't you? It's like, no, not anymore. <laughs> I think you're all in your head. Possibly. Possibly. Speaking of social head. media, because I've yeah. got about five minutes left ish. Um, okay. Right. We know, and I was looking uh, looking for clues to your life. Um, we know 32 people between us on Facebook. Okay. I want you, I'm going to challenge you now. Name 10 of them <laughs> without looking at oh. your phone. Without surnames as well. On Facebook. Th- these are mutual friends between me and you. Yeah, like Erin and Elliot and Lara and nope. Sarah and Not Caroline. Okay. Probably like Kelly and Claire and Debbie. Although they may, I don't know if they were in the sixth form, so maybe no, you don't. Know. You've got five um, so far. <laughs> Andre was on there. I don't know if he still is. No, I'm not friends with him. Off now. Um, um, was he? Was he? Yeah, yeah. Fred. 
Yes. Yeah. Three more, three um, more. I'm just trying to think who was in sixth form. <laughs> this is how bad my memory is. But like, Will, they're not on there. Will's, Will's not on Will's there. Will's not on it, no. Michael? Yeah, yeah. Two more. Um, 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 oh, Juita's on there. Yeah. Hannah? Yeah, there you go. You could have had Anthony as well. Anthony? Yeah. I'd get there in the end. <laughs> It's like, who are these people? <laughs> I had old lady with a bad memory. Do, do you ever think about those days? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. For sure. A, a lot of it shaped who I am. And I think I really, there were some really shitty parts of school mm. for me. Some really shitty parts of school for me. Sixth form got me, was a big shift for me. Um. And I kind of found that I was a I became a happier human. Mm. I wasn't a very happy person through school. I had a really hard time. But sixth form for me was just the most fun. Just the most fun. It's some of my best memories. It tops some of my uni memories, honestly. Like I like it was just the first I just feel like I truly came into myself and was able to be myself and have real friends and I don't know it was a big shift I had a similar journey I see it really positively for me it was a positive time yeah I had a similar journey I think once I hit the sixth form and then um because I was a year ahead of you guys Mm -hmm. but um did a year that I had to kind of backfill if you like Mm -hmm. um but yeah um that that was I think that that's the only time in life where it didn't matter who you were. You just, mm. as long as you brought your potato salad to the barbecue, everybody would just hang out. And I think it's the only time, like not even at uni, I think uni, you kind of, you know, you had cliques or, you yeah, know, that's and that's true. born from halls of residence or if you house shared or whatever. I didn't do, I didn't do any of that. So nah. that was kind of tough on me, but yeah. I did make friends. I just think, I think we got particularly lucky in the sense of the people that stayed on in the sixth form were the good ones. Hmm. The best way I can phrase it were the ones that I feel were more open, more accepting, more, um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just felt like I didn't get bullied in the sixth form. Who would bully you? Because you were quite, you, you were very tall, um, huh. very athletic looking. You had this, you, you have this great, powerful voice as well. Like you've got a real commanding voice. You're talking about me as now, like now. No, no, I'm, t- I'm talking from memory. Like I have not seen you for but Your memory is me in sixth form, which is a different me. Oh, really? Yeah. I would oh. say so. I would say so. Did you, so you, you basically grew into that? You I think so, that? yeah. And yeah. the, the last year of school, like fifth into sixth, yeah, mm. was a big shift for me. Um. And I think a lot of that was finding friends outside of school. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. But also expression as well, because fashion is quite a big part of your work. Right. And I don't mean this in a, in a kind of um, condescending or, or shallow way. I think you, you express yourself <laughs> quite quite articulately, clothing wise, even sort of back then. You kind of, you, you look, you, you pick good clothes to wear. And they kind of fit your personality. Oh, thank you. So would that yeah. have been a big shift? Because, you know, obviously when we got to the sixth yeah, form, we could... Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. 
I think that's fair. And I think that's part maybe for everyone of being able to be themselves a bit more and feeling less, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I found my confidence, I think, and um, myself very much so shifting between the fifth and sixth year. And before that, it wasn't great for me. I'm sure, as it wasn't for a lot of people, I'm not saying I'm special in any way, mm. suffering terribly by any means, but like I did have a hard time and I, and I wasn't terribly happy. And I feel like I really, well, by the time I got to the sixth form, something really shifted for me and I just mm. really enjoyed it. Um, and I was more confident, I think, because of that and grew to be more confident. But again, a lot of it's faking it till you make it for me. Like it's more the act of confidence than necessarily being confident. Because um, a lot of what I do is poker facing. A lot yeah. of what I do is putting a smile on my face and pretending everything's fine when shit's hitting the fan at all fucking times from all <laughs> angles. Like a lot of it's it is a lot of um, pretending. <laughs> well, it's so, say social masking. <laughs> everything's under control and everything's yeah. fine. It's fine. A little bit of strategic masking, maybe. Yeah, I think, you know, again, like a lot goes wrong in what I do and my job is to get it back on track and push it forward and get it out the door. And um, I'm good at that. I'm good at like, yeah. Baz Faces, true all-stars. Okay, so just to wrap up. Was this interesting? Yes. (laughs) I don't think so. Yes, of course. I don't know. I'm like, I don't have much to say. Wait until I'll edit you interest. No, really. No. Yeah. It's, it's, um, you know, the whole vein of this, this uh, podcast series I'm doing is I'm, I'm talking to very, very real people that I know who are inspiring and do things that are positive and that overcome, you know, whatever challenges they have in their life. And it's, it's just, it's nice to keep conversations going with real people. Um, so just to wrap up, I practice that by the way. Um, <laughs> What's next? Oh, I've never known that answer. I've never known what I've wanted to do. And I swear to God, I've just fallen into things by, like I said, right time, right place and luck. And so right now I'm happy and I've got a good job. I'm lucky to still have a job after this fucking pandemic. So mm. I'm grateful for that. And I'm doing work um, that I find fun and exciting for me. I don't really care if others see it that way, but I have a good time doing it. And um, you see the nonsense I make. It's crazy. It's crazy stuff. It's, it's super fun. I'm, je- like, I'm jealous. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like I make silly shit all day. It's stressful to get there, but the outcome is mm. always worth it. And, I, and um, I'm happy doing that right now. I don't know what i don't have don't look forward that way weirdly i know i should my dad would be disappointed he would want me to have a five-year plan (laughs) (laughs) but um i don't have a five-year plan i have a job i like and i'm just doing it so you know just dealing with my kid and getting him into a good school and nurturing him and trying to focus on making him a good person a kind person and just enjoying trying to enjoy what i have where i'm at so being grateful are you I am. Are you a cross that bridge when we come to it or jump off that bridge when we come to it? <laughs> I'm very much jump off the bridge. <laughs> very, much very much. <laughs> it depends what we're talking about. It depends if it's work or personal and it depends on the <laughs> people around me. And, and yeah. You take stock of the bridge. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> 
build my own bridge. Yeah. No, fair. Find a detour around yeah. said bridge. I don't know. I, I'm not a risk taker, if that's what you are asking. Okay. I'm definitely a very straight, like, I am a very highly strung individual. I have a lot of anxiety. I like doing things by the book. I like order. I like having a plan. I am not a risk taker. I do not live on any life's edges <laughs> at all. Um, it's just never who I am. Like, I'm not the crazy person at the party. I'm not a <laughs> wild one. I'm not, I'm a very safe human. I would say you're not the crazy one at the party, but you probably book the band. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. You can um, use that. By yeah, the I'm not, I'm, 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 I, I like safety. Okay, cool. I think I think also like being like, you know, no one's gonna I'm in I'm in charge of me. I yeah. am my own boss. I pay my own way. I buy my own things. I earn my own money. No one's giving that to me. Like I I can only rely on myself if something goes wrong, I'm responsible. I don't have a fallback. You know, a lot of people are fortunate to have a nice big net catching them at times. Like I don't really, you know, when you don't yeah. have that and you're the one in responsible for the life of a child that you decided to bring into the world, <laughs> you behave very differently. Um, and it's your outlooks on life, say that may inspire anyone who may listen to this or stumble on this. And and that's why I'm talking to you. So um, thank you very much. Thank you. This has been an awesome reunion. <laughs> a mini reunion. Be good, kids. Be good, follow <laughs> the rules, do as you're told. Stay in school, <laughs> don't do drugs. Every boring mantra there is is what I stand yeah. by and what I suggest everyone lives by. Um, <laughs> that is what makes little old me me. Um, but thank you so much. It's been lovely catching up. I miss your face. Um, and it doesn't even feel like any time's gone by. So. No, not at all. And, of course, um, we'll keep the conversation going off of podcasting. And um, I wish you all the very best uh, in your endeavours for the next you know two days um, come, out. come out and see me come stay we yes, will stay. we yeah. will um nice. little man. Nice. by the beach it's lovely oh that's awesome yeah. and uh yeah you can take me to compton of course do a full tour of all the gas stations <laughs> thank you very much chat soon next time on baz faces true all stars trimmed down the beard i had a full-blown beard for the last five years as well which infuriates my brothers greatly <laughs> neither of them can grow a proper beard so and of course enough. i'm the epitome of masculinity so. <laughs> well you are i think <laughs> i like to think so there's a comedian and he mm-hmm. said mm-hmm. what is more manly than a man wanting to i'll say consume another man Baz faces. True All Stars.